Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to remember that one game you played at a convention four years ago. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're talking about our favorite shared gaming experiences. First, we discuss a couple games we've played recently, like Builder, Cold Cases, and Let's Make a Bus Route, the Dice Game. Then, we talk about our favorite games that the two of us have played together during the past five years. And now, here are your hosts, Ambie and Crystal. Just a couple of quick announcements before we hop into the episode, and that is that the Tabletop Live Network Marathon for the month of June is coming up pretty soon on June 26th to June 27th. It'll start at noon Pacific time on the 26th and run until noon Pacific on the 27th. And our time slot is at 2 p.m. Pacific time on June 26th. So the first day of the marathon, we're in the second time slot. And we are very, very excited because Asmati Games is sponsoring our stream. And we are going to be playing the brand new One Deck Galaxy. I... I'm so hyped. I love One Deck Dungeon. Like, I've played the One Deck Dungeon app more than I can say. I love it. And I'm so, so excited to get to play One Deck Galaxy. So make sure you all check out our stream on June 26th at 2 p.m. Pacific to see that game in action. And also, our giveaway for our five-year anniversary is still going. So to enter that, send an email to boardgameblitz at gmail.com with the subject line, popcorn. And in the body of the email, tell us two things. One, your favorite thing about the show. And two, a topic you'd like to hear us discuss in the future. And then for a bonus entry, you can include a screenshot of a review you've written for us on your podcast app provider. (laughs) Yeah, and you're winning. Or, well, if you win, you will win either an After the Empire Pledge, which we'll be delivering in six months, or a Family Game Night Bundle which is a copy of Draw Your Own Conclusions, a copy of Zoned Out, and a copy of Feelings. And these are all from our sponsor, Gray Fox Games. So, yeah, Yay. enter the contest and you might win. And you know how we're, we're requesting you all to submit topics for us to discuss? We're going to use one of the topics that we've already gotten emailed to us in today's episode. So, uh, sh- shout out to Cranberry Teacup for inspiring the topic of today's episode. So, we'll be getting into that after we review a couple of games. Yep. Thank you. Recently, I played a few review copies of games that I got. So first, I got a review copy of Builder, B-I-L-D-E-R. I actually got this like last year, but I wanted to play it with more than two players before talking about it because it's a party game. So Builder (laughs) was published in 2018. It was self-published. It doesn't have a designer listed on BoardGameGeek. But it's kind of like a Pictionary or concept type game where one person is creating something to get other people to guess a word. But in in this, instead of drawing, you have like little wooden shapes of different shapes. Like there's little little people shapes. There's one that's shaped like a dog. There's like rectangles and circles and other random shapes. And so you're like stacking and building things together to get people to guess the word. And then there's like different cards with words on them. The wet cards have the words and there's how cards that limit how you're doing things. Like like you have to whistle while you're building or like do something else. And so the person who's building will get the how card if they get it right. And then the person who guesses gets the wet card. Um, I think similar to games like Concept, the scoring doesn't really make 
much sense for us like like when we, we we tried to play with the scoring and then it's like there wasn't much incentive for people to guess at a certain point because then someone would just win and so it's like <laughs> <laughs> so you you really just want to play for the activity of guessing and stuff i play a lot of party games like that nowadays <laughs> yeah. like everybody's like oh so how do we win and i'm just like we're not going to discuss that yeah. we're just going to play <laughs> like yeah. there are certain games that it just like yes we could keep score but like especially if a, a game is like cooperative or group thing uh-huh. i'm like nah yeah like we were playing word slam yesterday and we weren't keeping score we we played word slam a couple weeks ago at my friend's outdoor (laughs) wedding and yeah we they asked me they literally were like yeah well how do we keep score for the teams and i was like technically we take the cards but like we're not really worried about that yeah Yeah. so builder is like one of those but i think so it's fun if you like like building little things out of the wood i think i prefer concept for guessing because that's just like the way i like it but it is kind of fun building the things out of wood. And also my kids like playing with with the wooden pieces. <laughs> it's, it's one of the games that my kids can play with now. Not actually by the rules. They just like playing with the little pieces of wood. So it's got a lot of cool shapes of wood. So if you like playing with blocks, but then in a slightly more structured way, I guess, then that's a builder, B-I-L-D-E-R. Very cool. Yeah. I also got a couple of other review copies recently from think fun they're called cold case so i got cold case a pinch of murder and cold case a story to die for these are both detective stories uh, published in 2021 by think fun and they're like cold cases <laughs> so you're like you're a detective or or something you're you're helping out the detective you're finding these cold cases and then uh, trying to solve the murder so in the box there's a lot of paperwork um, it's similar to games that I've mentioned before. They're not quite escape room games, but like detective. I think there was a detective stories that I reviewed and talked about before on the podcast. And uh, I forget other ones, but it has like real world looking things like newspaper clippings. It has police reports like the the autopsy report of the body and like all of the police files. And so you're supposed to look through all of those and then determine who the murderer was and like answer a couple of questions the the games each lasted like maybe an hour i think of reading and like thinking about it it says 60 to 240 minutes for a pinch of murder and 60 to 120 minutes for a story to die for i just played it solo it's it's mostly just a lot of reading it felt more like an interactive kind of like an interactive uh story you're reading through a bunch of the stuff and then you answer the questions so there wasn't like puzzles like an escape room but it's mostly a lot of reading so i think it's good with one player maybe a couple of players if you're splitting up the reading but then like if you want to read all of it yourself then you probably want to play like single player or you're just both going to be reading everything i guess <laughs> but yeah you in some of these games you need the internet to like google's maps and stuff but in this one you did not in the two that i played you don't need the internet just for answering the the questions at the end so i like that because you can just have all the papers and that gives you everything you need to solve the case but then you you go to the website at the end and answer the questions and then it tells you like oh congratulations we opened reopen the case <laughs> so yeah, so if you're interested in detective-type things um, and don't really want to have ones where you have to, like, 
research things on Google and stuff, then Cold Case, A Story to Die For and Cold Case, A Pinch of Murder by Think Fun were good for that. More intro detective stories, I think. Very cool. I recently was very happy that I was able to order a game from Japan that I had been looking forward to very, very much. And that is Let's Make a Bus Route, the Dice Game. If you all have listened to the podcast for a decent amount of time, you've heard me talk about how much I love the original Let's Make a Bus Route game. And this is from publisher Sashi and Sashi, designed by Sashi. Let's Make a Bus Route, the original, is one of, if not my favorite, roll and write or flip and write game. And so, uh, and that game is a multiplayer game, which can be played as few as two players and up to four or five players. Let's Make a Bus Route, the dice game, is only for one or two two players. In Let's Make a Bus Route the Dice game, you are doing things similar to the original game where you have a dry erase marker board that has a city map on it, or technically a map of Mars if you flip the board over (laughs) in this instance, and you are drawing bus routes along that board. In the original game, you are trying to both pick up passengers and take them to places when you draw your lines. In the dice game, it's a little bit different because the dice you roll will both be the people that you're picking up to put on your bus. So they're not on the map themselves, they're on the dice. And then the dice will also help determine where you can draw your lines to on your route on the marker board. So there's two steps to each process. And depending on if you're playing at one player or two player, that's a little bit different. But if you're playing two player, one player will use the dice to pick up uh, passengers and the other player will use the dice to draw a route and then it switches. If you're playing one player, you kind of do both steps together. It mechanically is very similar to the original game. You know, you're picking up elderly people or tourists or students and trying to drop them all off at their respective attractions, universities, and whatnot. The elderly people just like riding on the bus. They don't have anywhere they have to go. (laughs) There's a couple new things that this game brings in, but it also, it's, it's interesting because it feels similar enough that it was easy to learn having known the original game, um, but different enough that I am happy to have both games in my collection, especially because I think it's a tighter experience and a better experience at a two-player player count than the original game. In the original game, if you played with two people, usually both players could kind of do their own thing without running into each other at all on the board. And that is a mechanic in the game. If you're drawing paths on the same place as someone else, it causes traffic. And that's one of the most interesting parts of the game. And in the original game with two players, you were unlikely to hit much traffic. But so in this game, it's a much smaller map and uh, tighter experience. So I think if you're looking to play a roll and write game in this vein where people are drawing on a single map together, which is pretty rare in roll and writes. The Let's Make a Bus Route dice game is great for that smaller player count. The original is still great, obviously, for larger player counts. And honestly, the dice game was really fun to play solo. I actually played it on our Twitch channel not too long ago, and Ambi kindly uploaded that to our YouTube channel. So if you want to see my playthrough of my first time playing the game, you can go to the Board Game Blitz YouTube channel and check that out. Um, But yeah, Sashi apparently was surprised that people in America are excited about the games that he is designing and publishing. And he is very excited that 
people here want those games. So yeah, you can go to Sashi and Sashi's website and order both this and another of their games, uh, Take the A Chord, which is a trick-taking game that I have. I-, I ordered it and I have it, but I haven't played it yet. So uh, you will probably hear me talk about that at some point in the mm-hmm. future. But for now, Let's Make a Bus Route. The dice game is a win in my book, and I will be keeping both bus route games in my collection. Cool. In our last episode, we did a little bit of future forward thinking and talking about what we think the state of board game conventions are going to be, you know, kind of post-pandemic to some degree. So for this episode, we're going to take it back a little bit. (laughs) We're going to do some reminiscing. If you're one of those people who does not like to hear your friends be like, oh my gosh, remember that one time where we did that one thing? (laughs) You might not like this episode as much. But honestly, I'm very much looking forward because I know that you and I probably each remember different bits and pieces of our experiences together. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're going to talk about a bunch of the games that you and I have gotten to play together over the past five years. Yeah. At first, I thought we hadn't played that many because at recent conventions, a lot of times we hadn't really been able to play with each other as much. But like, I guess five years is a long time. So you <laughs> add that up. <laughs> it, it comes out to a, a few games. Quite right. a few yeah, games. Yeah. And, and, and I think most people know this, but just in case there's anyone listening that doesn't, Ambi lives in California. I live in Nevada. And so we do not get to see each other in person very often, uh, especially because, you know, Ambie has twins right now. And so hasn't been doing, even before the pandemic, you weren't traveling for a little while there. Um, I think the last time we saw each other in person would have been Dice Dice Tower Tower. 2019. 2019. Yes. Oh my God. It's been almost two years. (laughs) Why did that make me so sad? Like, we've been hanging out for the entire pandemic. It's like, we really, truly have. And I still, I miss seeing you in person. (laughs) Yeah, and it'll still be a while. Yeah, it's going to be a while for sure. But let's talk about some of the games that we've played together over these years. We can talk about the games themselves or the game experiences, what's been memorable or notable that we think people might be interested to hear about. Yeah, so I actually looked at my logged plays because I've been logging plays for a while. God bless you for doing that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, we've played, well, I haven't logged all of the online plays, but like I have that we have 143 plays logged of 95 different games. So that, that is, that's a lot. That's, I mean, that's an average of basically 20 games a year. And considering you and I do not live in the same place, I think that's yeah. really impressive. Yeah. And like the first year we started the podcast in 2016 and the first time we played together was February of 2017. At, oh, so that's even so first that's four Blitz years. That's, that's 25 yeah. games a year. Yeah. Well, speaking of the first time we got to play games together, that mm-hmm. one was a little bit special. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the first game we picked to play together was Ghost Blitz. <laughs> literally only because of the name like yeah i mean ambi also really likes real-time games and so and uh mm-hmm. it it was also the very first game that ever got mentioned on the podcast yeah. on episode one uh-huh. ghost blitz was the first game we mentioned and then when <laughs> ambi cassidy and i all met in person for the first time a year after yeah. starting the podcast we played ghost blitz together as our first game <laughs> yeah so lots of firsts all with blitz 
<laughs> all with Blitz. Yeah, we looked up who publishes Ghost Blitz, and it's, we believe, primarily Zock Verlag over in Germany. And I don't know anyone at Zock Verlag, but if anybody does, let them know. We, we talk about their game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because of the name. I, I like the game. I do. No, it's a good, I mean, yeah, yeah we wouldn't good. talk about it or play it if it wasn't a good game, for sure. <laughs> like, but the name is kind of, you know, it, it gave us a little bit of inspiration there. Yeah. And if, if we're going to talk about games that we've played together, I feel like the, the difference between that 95 number and that 143 number, the strike might have something to do with that. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because we, every time, just about every time we've gotten together, at least since I became aware that strike was a thing, we, we've definitely played strike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if multiple times, because you can't just yeah. play a strike like once. That's no. <laughs> I will admit, though, when I have tracked plays in the past, which I've been really bad about doing in the past like year or so, when I play strike with people, I don't often track every game. Sometimes I do, oh. but a lot of times I'll just track a single game for a session mm -hmm. of strike just because I'm lazy and I don't want to type in all the stuff or whatever. Yeah. So I don't actually know how many times I've played strike with you or otherwise. Yeah. I think I've done all, logged all of them. But yeah, sometimes I do get lazy. So I don't know. Well, especially if we keep playing it over and over and over again. It's like... Yeah. I All I remember is one of the years we did BlitzCon, you had, I think, some friends or some coworkers that were at the convention mm -hmm. and that were playing with us. And they had never played before. And they immediately, like, picked up on the, like, the strategy. Yeah. And, like, they were, like, you know, they leaning were around. super into it, yeah. Yes! Like, everybody was, like... But it was... It's interesting because I think sometimes a game like Strike could get ruined by people being too serious about it. But we had a really good balance of, like, mm -hmm. serious strategic play... And also silly fun as yeah. part of the larger experience. And that made it so great. That's, yeah, that's, that's the best part about Strike, I think. Like, it has both of those. Yes, it works so well. And anybody mm -hmm. who does not like Strike, I, I just don't understand you. It's okay that you don't <laughs> like Strike, but I don't get it. Like, <laughs> we love it. You all know that. It's near the top of both of our top 100 yeah. lists for a reason. We love that game. <laughs> So, uh, speaking of silly, but also, um, <laughs> but also very strategic serious. game, um, <laughs> another memory I have is playing Pogs. <laughs> yes, you heard that right, folks. Pogs, the thing that you knew in the 90s. Yes. We, we didn't know each other in the 90s, and we have played Pogs together. In yes. fact, we hosted, like, not an official, a like, Pog. a tournament, but, like, a Pogs event, event. at... Yes. Dice Tower Con. Dice Tower Con, yeah. Was that 2019 as well? That must have been 2019, I think. No, it was like 2018 or... 2018? Okay. Um, wait. Yeah, 2018. I, ha I have okay. it logged. Pogs. <laughs> we, we printed... We had some custom board game blitz Pogs made and yes. then brought them to the convention and gave them out as like little like souvenirs and some other people had Pogs made. Yeah, it was actually Roy Kennedy's idea. Yeah! With Epic Gaming Night back when... Epic Gaming Night still uh, was going. <laughs> yeah, and a few people hopped in on that. And it was funny because, like, people would come into the room where our meetup was, and then we'd be like, Pogs! And they would all kind of make, like, a face, like, I don't want to play that. And then when they started playing, like, they got into it. Pogs yeah. is a serious business. Thankfully, we weren't doing the thing where, like, you get to keep the other person's Pogs. We just had a oh, yeah, mess we of, just... like, 
random pogs. I, I think we were just giving out our pogs to people because, like, yeah. people didn't come with pogs. <laughs> right. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no. Board gamers do not tend to carry pogs around with them, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Unless you're us, apparently. <laughs> One of my favorite games that you and I have played together that is also... Well, I'll just keep the silliness going. We played via video... Mall Madness. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so fun. we didn't get to play this one in person together, but I set up my copy of Mall Madness, my original copy that I got when I was a kid uh, on my table in my house, and then had you tell me where you wanted to go on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played Mall Madness together remotely. And I, Mall Madness, honestly, for being what is essentially a roll and move game, it's a lot of fun if you come into it with the right attitude. I actually recently played it with my girlfriend uh she had never played mall madness when she was younger and mm-hmm. so i taught it to her recently and she loved it and it's it's so much yeah. fun to bring out to the table yeah another old game that you taught me is the mcdonald's game yeah and that was a lot of fun too well like, i like speed games <laughs> that's a speed game <laughs> yes i mean okay so the McDonald's game is, I, I will continue to stand it forever because it is truly a fun experience. Like, it's not one of those old games that only has nostalgia holding it up. Some old mm-hmm. games are generally pure nostalgia. The McDonald's game has some solid stuff in it. Like, the general roll and move around the board is horrible, but the rest of it is spectacular. <laughs> so, yeah. the, you just, you you suffer through the roll and move to get to the good stuff in the McDonald's mm-hmm. game. And I, I usually bring that to conventions with me if I can, especially if they're low local to me um so yeah i i have a lot of these older games that i love to bring out and they always (laughs) turn into really fun experiences so moving from the silly into the serious isn't the right term here but like (laughs) you and i have gotten to play some of our favorite games with each Mm -hmm. other and those have turned into some pretty memorable experiences as well you Mm -hmm. and toby taught me my first and only 18xx game (laughs) (laughs) we got to play 1857 a few years Mm -hmm. ago and i really enjoyed the experience even if 18xx games are not for me Mm -hmm. and somehow i won if i remember correctly (laughs) which honestly i have no idea how that happened truly like (laughs) I just do not know. And I went bankrupt, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you all were well, and for the record, like we played very like helpfully. Like if I had a question mm-hmm. or I wasn't sure what to do, I asked for advice and like you and Toby would help me. So it's not like my win was entirely like me being <laughs> a strategic genius. Like that definitely did not happen. <laughs> but I really enjoyed Getting to, because you had talked about, you started talking about 18xx games in episode five of the podcast. Mm -hmm. I know this because I listened to episode five (laughs) recently, and this was the first time you ever brought them up. But like, I had been hearing you talk about them for a while, and I, honest to God, for those early episodes, I just could not wrap my head around what it was you were describing. And I Mm -hmm. imagine that's similar for other people too, because it's conceptually difficult to picture Um, If you don't know what it's about. And so I really was glad that I got to experience that with you. And also it gave me more knowledge. Now, like I understand 18xx games better now, even if I'm not Mm -hmm. good at them or want to play them on my own. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and at that same convention, we also got to play Battlestar Galactica together. <laughs> yeah, my favorite game. <laughs> yeah. Which? Um, which it, I had played before, so it wasn't like I yes. was learning. <laughs> but, 
Right, but it was the first time that you and I got to play it together, which is yes. always great. And I was a Cylon, and I actually did really well as a Cylon for, like, the first time, I think. Because <laughs> usually I, I didn't do well as a Cylon. <laughs> yeah, I think you say you said you get really nervous when you're a Cylon, right? Yeah, or, like, or like I didn't know. I, I would just help too much, like... I would just help the good people and <laughs> just like putting I mean, good cards all the time. In Battlestar Galactica, <laughs> the Cylons do not have to do much. It's hard for the humans <laughs> to win. So you can, you can be as helpful as you want and still potentially win the game as a Cylon. <laughs> Which, yeah. as an aside, in case anyone is curious, yes, I know about Fantasy Flight Games reprinting mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica with a new theme, Unfathomable is the name of the game, and it is in the mm-hmm. Arkham universe. I am cautiously curious and excited. I'm not, I don't dislike the Arkham universe. I like it. You all know I like Mansions of Madness, but the Arkham universe has some problematic stuff in it, and mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what they've done and to streamline the game and the experience, you you all know I'm going to play it. Like, I can't not. Like, that's not, <laughs> I can't. So I'm trying to get Fantasy Flight. I don't know. I have a contact with them. I would love for them to send me a review copy if I can get my hands on it. But if not, you know I'm going to order it. Another big, epic gaming uh, experience that we got to share together, we were part of a charity auction for the Jack Vassal Memorial Fund where somebody would win the chance to play Twilight Imperium with Roy Cannaday, Sam Healy, the two of us. I think that was it. Was that was it the four of us? And Toby. Oh, and Toby. Well, yeah. I meant like of like board yeah. game content creators. Like not that Toby wasn't involved, but yeah, like Toby's important too. And so, and that uh, patron of the show, Nick Nayobari, is who ended up winning that auction and played with us. And so that was really neat because we've known him for a few years because he's supported the show and been a listener Mm -hmm. and a friend now for a long time. But yeah, we got to play Twilight Imperium at Dice Tower Con and... People were like walking by the table and every, anytime Twilight Imperium comes out, I feel like all of the onlookers are always like, Ooh, what's happening? What's happening? Like <laughs> who's got Mechatol Rex? You know, like what's, yeah. what's going on? How long and, have you been playing? <laughs> yeah. They always ask like, Oh, what are you on hour four? You know, like whatever. And it was a really good game where mm-hmm. lots of like kind, but also like, you know, like a little bit uh, jokey ribbing with each other and like, oh, I'll help you. And like, wait, well, you shouldn't help them. Like it just, it felt good as an experience. And uh, Ambie did end up stealing the victory. And by stealing, I don't mean stealing. Steal. She won it. Whatever. <laughs> I thought I was going to win. I was doing so it, it well. It was very the- close between like you and me and Toby. I think we all. Yeah, were there were close. a whole bunch of us. And honestly, Kidding. like, I don't remember what exactly the circumstances were, but I mm. thought I had figured out a way to win. And then I realized like one round before the end of the game that everything was about to fall apart. And I was so sad. <laughs> I was seeing what was actually happening in that moment, and I was like, oh no. It's like, there's no way I'm winning this game anymore, even though I was so close. Yeah, you, you're you so good at games, Ambie. And it's funny because, like, that doesn't bother me at all. Well, I mean, I've, I've never been a person that, like, really cares about winning. Like, it's fun to win, sure, but that's not a huge thing for me. And you do tend to be very good at games because you're a very smart person. And yet, somehow, I still enjoy the heck out of you beating me every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't beat you every time. No, not every time. Yeah, think- but, like... No, 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 no. Actually, I think you're pretty good, too. Do you like, have that stat? Do you? Can you look at... Oh, 
our win loss percentage of the games we've played together is that oh, possible? Together, let me see. I'm curious. Uh, I bet you have a decent advantage. Like, I'm not saying it's like overwhelming, but I, I would, I would bet money you've so, beaten me more times than I've beaten you if you have that stat. I mean, strike alone is going to make that happen. Because you're, <laughs> you're real good at strike. I'm really good at strike against people that are not you. <laughs> All right, so I'm using BG Stats app, and if I filter to games that are played with me and you, both of us in the game, it looks like it can filter to the, the win percentage. So okay. for me, it has 48 and you has 33. Okay. Okay, so I was right. It's it's not like a significant advantage, but you have... That's interesting. So I've, And they're you... both green, which okay. means it's like more than expected, right? Really, okay. I think. I think that's what green Do you... means. Do you think that's possibly because, like, we've played games with other, like, fans of the show or things like that, and, like, people have played it, or, like, gone easy on us? Why would it be more than expected? We're not, I'm not, I know I'm not that good at games. <laughs> well, like, when we played Root, you were pretty, you won, right? And I think yeah, you were... Yeah, that's true. I do, I tend to undervalue my skills in gaming sometimes, mm. I guess. Because I think you're good, like, at, you're good at learning them and on first yes. plays. But it's so yes. so like so am I like we're we're both good at like first plays learning games. Yeah, I do tend to. I think I don't have data. I think I tend to win my first plays of games on average more often than the average person. I can pick yeah, things me, up quickly, too, but I then think. once people learn and mm-hmm. know the game, I'm yeah. done for. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once everybody else knows what they're doing, I am not winning that game anymore. <laughs> yeah, any game. <laughs> But then, so a lot of, like, conventions that we've played at, maybe a lot of them are first plays, too, so. That's a good point. That is a good point. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. (laughs) I know we're we're running out of time. This has been a really fun little, like, exactly what I hoped it would be. (laughs) But we did, I want to say that the games that we've played together on Twitch have also been really Mm -hmm. special for me this past year. We could have been doing this all along. We have had a Twitch channel for more than four years and we could have played games remotely, but you know, like most board gamers, when we had time available, we generally tended to prefer to play board games in person with other people. Mm -hmm. And I will say that while I am definitely going to be ramping down some of my online activities that I picked up during the pandemic. I've already done that to some degree. I'm not playing among us twice a week anymore, for instance. (laughs) Um, I really do hope that you and I will be able to keep playing games together on Twitch occasionally Mm -hmm. because it's been really fun. Like getting to demolish the monsters in Horrified together. Like Mm, That was a fun, yeah. Yeah, you being the Pied Piper of the villagers (laughs) and literally carrying, I don't remember how many it was, like eight villagers all at once or something. I think it was just four, but it keeps increasing every time we say it. (laughs) (laughs) Or you teaching me Rosetta for the first time Mm. and me realizing that it was the game of my dreams. Like (laughs) we've learning games on board game arena together. Like the, I I'm very grateful that the bad situation of the pandemic has created some cool memories for you and I, um, and (laughs) allowed us to continue making this podcast because truly, I mean, I don't know what, 
we would have done. <laughs> like I, you, I guess you could still play games with Toby, but like yeah. I literally had nobody to play games with. So if I wasn't playing games with you or with other friends online, uh, I wouldn't have had anything to talk about. And somehow we've maintained this podcast during the whole pandemic. And I'm proud of that fact. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Well, I would love to ask our listeners if you happen to have been at a convention with either Ambie or myself or both of us and there was a particular game that you played with us that was memorable or funny or enjoyable for any particular reason give us a shout let us know we would love to hear those stories because I'm sure there's a lot of things that we aren't we don't remember or that we just you know haven't thought about in a while so if you have one of those memories please 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 tweet at us or you know go hit us up in all the usual places I'd love to hear them and that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, BoardGameBlitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Just in case you don't win after the Empire in our contest, you can grab a copy for yourself on GameFound now. And if you want to get Gray Fox Games at a discount, they're offering Blitz Kazeers 20% off non-exclusive items on their website. Just use the code BGBLITZ21 at checkout. Gray Fox Games. Quality games cleverly crafted. Join the Blitzketeer community on Discord by following the link in the show notes. You can support the show by leaving us a rating and review on your podcast provider. And if you want behind-the-scenes access and an invite to our private Slack channel, visit patreon.com slash boardgameblitz. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Marlon. Technical support was provided by Toby Mount. Board Game Blitz is part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, let's game together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you and I play games? Bye, everyone. Bye. Ambi? And Crystal. <laughs> I almost forgot to say Ambi. I know. I watched I watched the light bulb go off. You shook your head. It was <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. It was great. Oh. Alright. I was I was because in my head I was like, okay, I I'm done. And then, but then I was like, oh wait, shoot. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>